recording Stray Isle 5 Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Sutherland, and joining me, Magic Mike Christie. Hey. Alright folks, how's it going? That was very fucking loud. Yeah. Actually, wait a minute, it sounds a lot louder than normal, I don't know why. Um, aye, I reckon if I just had the dials cranked up to 11. Maybe it's because I'm fat I'm fucking tired. Aye, and I just woke you up. And I was like, the fucking, the fix you needed. Exactly. Aye, that's it. The better side of Michael Bay. Aye. Uh, yes, today we are going to be talking about uh, Armageddon on episode 176 of the Films and Swearing Movie Podcast. Just fuck it, we're third week into our natural disaster know, season. Week, eh? Holy shit. Yep, almost or I'm done with. I Just... know. So, Armageddon from director Michael Bay. Do we look at his career or do we have a wee look? I might know because the only other film we've kind of really talked about is Transformers. Yes. And I don't think we mentioned that at that stage, eh? No, I think we were just That's looking fine. to get that podcast over and done with. Yes. Director of 58. I won't say films just yet. Is it, like, films? And then is it a list of films with explosions? Oh, I think I he think, did. I think it's like most of them, eh? No, a fucking majority of it is music videos. Oh, yeah. Let's see. But they never really started directing films till the nineties, eh? Ah, because let's see, that's uh, Tyler Collins, Richard Marks, Donny Osmond, Chicago Sticks, uh, play that funky music, mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice, Slaughter, the Neville Brothers, Tina Turner, Young MC. More Donny Osmond, Lionel Richie, more Tina Turner, Meatloaf, more Meatloaf, more Meatloaf, more Meatloaf, Bad Boys. Ah, this is the first film. Nineteen ninety-five, The Rock, nineteen ninety-six, Aerosmith music video, uh, and of course, Armageddon in nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah. The cast, two. Armageddon include Bruce Willis as Harry Stamper, Billy Bob Thornton as Dan Truman, Ben Affleck as AJ Frost, Liv Tyler as Grace Stamper, Will Patton as Charles Chick Chapel, Steve Buscemi as a fucking pervert, <laughs> sorry, Rockhound, uh, William Fitchner as Colonel Willie Sharp, Owen Wilson as Oscar, is it Oscar Choice? Aye. Yeah. The way it sounds, like, I watched on Now TV, and their subtitles, I reckon if it just, like, it kind of listened and translated, because the subtitles were all fucking wrong. They Aye. they, cr- they cried him, uh, Oscar Choi. It's like, that boy's not Chinese. <laughs> That's not Jackie Chan on a horse. <laughs> uh, Michael Clark Duncan as J. Otis Bear, Curleen. Yeah. Uh, Peter Stormare is Lev, Lev uh, Angropov. Ken Hudson Campbell is Max Lenhart. 
Jessica Steen as co-pilot Jennifer Watts. Keith fucking David as General Kimsey. And I, Jason Isaacs is in there as, as is it Dr. Quincy? Yeah. Quincy. And a few other boys and girls. Yeah, Ali listed um, the, like, the crew. Yeah, like, like the big hitters, eh? Mm-hmm. Aye, because that's it. This is a, a lot of fucking name spins as well. Or... Aye, it's got a big like, ensemble cast, eh? Yes. So, aye. And, well, that's, I was going to say whether they're all big names at the time, but they were all fucking big names at the Tell time. Tell you what, I didn't notice. I never wrote it in my notes, but I just remembered it now. Like, when you get, like, the opening, like, all the credits rolling with the wee uh, Eddie Griffin on the bike. Yes, yes. They're going through, like, all the staff, and one of the... Oh, you're talking about a screenplay writer, aren't you? Yeah, J.J. Abrams. Ah, I yeah, noticed that myself. I, know, I never noticed that until I watched it on Sunday. No, no, because back then, who the fuck's J.J. Abrams? Now it's like, holy shit. Did they? Did Michael Bay know who the fuck he had in his writing staff at that time? But, aye. Now, with that, screenplay writers obviously do the dialogue yeah they kind of do all that I've got a feeling I've, like a lot of this stuff is improvised like Ben Affleck the way he talks about complete and utter pish in this film <laughs> about like animal crackers and all this other pish uh, like, yeah. I feel like that's just Ben Affleck so I think if it's to the point where he, he had the leeway to kind of just say his own shit but because some the, the way it reads off is like Nobody wrote that. That sounds like fucking nonsense. Yeah. Like, I think Ben Affleck was just untethered uh, between him and they kind of was Bruce Willis. But somebody that he was talking with, they were just talking, or maybe it was like him and Owen Wilson. Like, they just had like these meaningless little conversations. Is it the whole Star Wars stuff? Like, when they were working on the wee armadillo thing? Aye, possibly. But they just had like wee conversations like that and sometimes you could tell they're following a script, but sometimes... Ben Affleck just talks utter shites. Yeah, but, but, but actually, we never uh, told anyone what the plot for Armageddon was. Yes, aye, aye. Just as soon as we thought that, and then was like, I've got something to say about that as well. Um, aye, Mike, hit us with the plot. Uh, the plot revolves around a group of oil drillers that are tasked with saving the world from certain destruction by drilling a big fucking hole mm. in a big fucking rock. Yes. Yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah, and like that's like one of my questions on my notes is like like the the probability of that like. Mhm. Why? Why? Yeah. Aye. Is it is it the meteor or is it the fact that they're sending drillers to? Yeah, like there's a there's a trivia note that I'm, I'll read later on that. Mhm. Kind of emphasises on that a wee bit. Aye. Aye. That's, I've got something as well we could play. But, yeah. What do you think of the film? See, like, I like it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I grew up with this was around the time where I was, uh, like, getting into my whole Bruce Willis thing. Like, I mm-hmm. Maybe, like, just started watching, like, Die Hard, Pop Fiction. I think I, I pretty much binged anything Bruce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, th- I thought it was really good, and it was obviously... Which is becoming the regular occurrence on our podcast is that the way that we source the films was through yep. Walker's video. Yes, aye. I, I 
I can't remember how I got a hold of this. I'm either thinking whether it was Walkers, like our wee video rental store from back in the day, or if you gave me a copy of it. I think in part of me was thinking like you gave this to me saying you need to see this film. I remember I rented it when it came out and I remember I specifically requested it for Christmas. <clears throat> right. On video. Aye. So probably. I probably gave you a, a borrow at some point. Aye. Because that's it. At least in those days we also had like an operation of two tape players set up having it playing on one channel and then recording it in the next room. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> Because that's, that's how we had to do it in those days. I still mind getting all those copies of the Police Academy films for Gran. <laughs> and they look like fucking shit after being recorded twice. Like, being a copy of a copy. And all cunt looked offy tanned in it. I always remember going to Gran's house and there was like all our musicals and there was Police Academy and then Taxi Driver was there. Ah, okay. There was a copy of Taxi Driver there. I don't know if it was hers or maybe Uncle Billy's. Aye. I didn't think Gran was into Bob De Niro. Aye. Man, I'm just thinking of fucking Uncle Billy cleaning up the streets now. <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? You don't need sorts of glasses. Are you talking to me? <laughs> Sorry, that's but. totally super deep personal, but we've all got that one fucking nutty uncle. Aye, I broke Mike. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> but, but I like. I fucking watched this film. I I reckon I probably watched this one like more than ten times. Aye, aye. Well, that's it. We've had it for. Well, that's it. It's twenty years. It's twenty years now. Jeez, oh. I know. Aye, I've probably watched it a good few times myself. Like, from getting it 20 years ago to watching it every once in a while. It's like one of those films, I actually remember it being like a big deal in the house. Aye. Like, I think like even mum and dad were excited to fucking see this film. So I think it was like an event when they got it. It's like, yes. Like Saturday night, all the in the living room fucking watching yeah. it. Just watching the fucking chaos and see like in that opening credits with New York and the meteor strikes and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, I was, um, this again is like almost like the, like the trend for this, uh, this season that we're doing is that this also had a counterpart. Yes. It had Deep Impact. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to the cinema and I seen the wrong film. I went and did you go the, see Deep Impact? I did. Fuck, was that like the, the old ABC in Kakodi or? Ah, it was in Kakodi, aye. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the only reason I wanted to go and see this film was because I wanted to see that big fucking tidal wave yep. hit the city. That was the only reason ah, I wanted to see that film. I've still not properly seen that film again in ages. And like, I, I keep forgetting that like fucking Morgan Freeman was in it. Mm-hmm. Was he the president I, in that one? Yeah. And uh, Robert Duvall was one of the like the pilots of the like shows. Right. But I can't remember what their plan was. I know that it wasn't a... To drill it. Yeah. But I can't remember what else Aye. happened. Because that was... It. That was Elijah Wood was in it as well. Exactly. He was, I mean, he was the one that actually like discovered it at the start of the film with his telescope. Yes. Unlike they the boy... call it the Baggins. 
Um, it's the fucking boy in this one that discovers it, like... Oh, oh he's fucking brilliant. Aye. Where he's looking at it and he's like, Daddy, get my book. He's like, do I, do I look like a fucking me? Get the book! Get the book! Get the book! Get the book! And he's like, sitting in like a wee shack inside his house or Aye, with like a giant fucking telescope and it's just his wee legs are kicking out. Like, get my book! <laughs> Bitch, I'll fucking murder you! If I had to get out of this fucking chair! And then Yankee turns it around when he gets the phone and says, I get naming credits, don't I? He's like, yes, of course, sir. I'd like to name as my wife, Dottie. And she's like, no. It's like, life-sucking bitch that's going to end all mankind. And I was like, you tell her, son. Fucking yes. I still laugh at that bit because he's so fucking proud to say it. It's like, Because he just wants to fucking dig his wife. He's like, take that. Mankind's going to end and it's going to have your name on it. Oh, that dude is fucking priceless. Even though I never rattled his name off, but like that part, this film's loaded with like those moments. Like, yeah, there's so many fucking one-liners. Aye, that you will end up rattling off throughout this, and it's like <coughs> moments like that you can't help but know love this film. Yeah. Like, there's got to be parts I pick about it, and sure the probability, but it's a, it's just like a. Somebody described it as like a red-blooded American film. See, I was, um, when I was at work at the weekend, I was speaking to my uh, head chef about it, and he was like, oh, I fucking love that film. That film's got everything in it. Action, comedy, love. Yep, right, there <laughs> I is. I was like, all right, man, calm down. Uh, so, well, no, there's some true romance going on there between uh, them two, definitely. Uh, especially so, between Rock and the fucking uh, Warhead. No, aye. Um, I didn't. I didn't expect you to go there, but aye. I was just got that fucking replay of just Ben Affleck sitting putting animal crackers in her knickers. Like, in his worst Steve Irwin impression. Yes, aye. I think. Or Crocodile Dundee. Aye, I think. What the fuck he was on? So aye, it does. I does actually have pretty much everything in it. Yeah. Even fucking inflatable Godzilla dolls. I know. I I, I like like the fact that like you seen the dog attacking the wee the wee figure ones. Yeah. And then as soon as the camera cuts, it's a fucking big Simone like wrestling them flame and it's still making the whole like Godzilla fucking roar. Aye. And uh, when Eddie Griffin catches up to him, he's like, "Hey, you big pineapple motherfucker! It's like get the fuck away from my dog!" And it's the fucking meteor just lands right Aye, like, on that's him. That's one of the like the the whole probability things, like like. Like how is the Simone dead? Yes, and but that's it. There's Eddie Griffin and Little Richard, doesn't he? I and there isn't all there isn't blood because this must have been a twelve. Ah, I think it was. Maybe aye, because a lot of times they hold their tongues when it comes to the bits where you look like they're going to swear. It's like oh no, there is a wee bit of swearing in it. Like. Aye, I, I I just remember a bit with Will Patton like he's going to say something and he just goes. <laughs> And just kind of hods his tongue. Or he says something in a way that when your mum swears, but she doesn't swear, she uses right. a word to say. Let's like, see you, you get to France. Um, I like, 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 like that probably. Like, like, there's no way that one can survive. Aye, that happens. That wee Doug lives. And for the shot of it, it kind of looked like the Simone was intact. Like, you see his legs, and I imagine, like, Christ, upper body's missing. But it gives you a shot where it's kind of just looks like he's slouched in the hole. And it's like, yeah. 
So right enough, I that's the wee things you could pick, but I mean I think it's like a really good opener. Like the like, oh, the, like the visual effects in that opening it's like fucking super, especially the the bit with the building falls in half and it's like it tumbles down. Aye. And like you just see everybody falling. Yes, aye, that's that's a lot more intense than I remember. Then you it. see like people's like bodies hitting like taxis and shit. Aye. And that's like days before nine eleven. Like now, you probably couldn't even do something as graphic as that, yeah. showing people falling out of buildings and this that coming in, and then that fucking closing shot. Did did you just have the closing shot of the two towers? Aye. Yeah, I read some trivia there that clearly nowadays when it's aired on television, it seems like that have been trimmed out. Uh, but this film has a mighty fucking cast to it. Yeah, and it would be. Horrible of us if we do not spend a couple of moments and go across yeah. some of our favourite cast members. Um, Billy Bob Thornton yeah, did uh, quite uh, a good bit in this. Quite like your role in this. Because he was a... Uh, what, was, what was his actual like, role? What was fucking... He was... He, he talked about it, but I can't fucking name his specific job title. But he's obviously like... the. Like the head guy. Ah, he's in charge of the, the fucking the room in NASA where he seems to be the main contact for them and recruiting the guys, send them on, making sure they get back safe. But it's just the whole fact like they say they never say anything about it for a good while. But his leg brace. Ah, you only really see it as when he's. Um... <clears throat> We're about three quarters through the film. No, ah, no, no, no. That's it's before they take before off. They take off. When it's basically when they... It's like the night before. Ah, it's when the meteor, well, like part of the asteroid hits uh, China. Yes. And it's him talking about saying that Kenny always, like, he applied for the programme and that, but because he's... Aye. Uh, Handicapped, for lack of aye, a better cause term. Aye, because they didn't even, like, talk about what it is. They just see, like, a wee bit of a brace on his... Aye. On his foot. Because, like, you, you never even notice it when he's, like, walking about like you never see a, a full shot of him like ah, head to toe nah, it's, it's always like cut off at the waist sort of thing exactly and he, he talks about saying like if I could I'd be up there in a heartbeat and Bruce Willis is like no you wouldn't none of us would nobody wants to be in this situation yeah and like and, the only thing he wants is a patch aye and that would be like one of those moments when you're maybe watching it for the first time where like you just roll the manly tears like Gave him the patch. He remembered that thoughtful bastard. <laughs> I'm not crying. It's dusty. Yeah. But ah, he was. I did. To be honest, it took me like two seconds to start. I was like that boy looks fucking familiar. And it's just because he's got like such a shaven head and like he's yeah. he's no looking like fucking bad Santa or anything. And then his fucking name pops up like second right after Bruce Willis, like Bruce Willis, and then his fucking. Billy Bob Thornton is like, fuck it, it's him. Will Patton. Aye, I quite like Will, Will Patton's role. Aye, I never, like, when we discussed that he got cast in the new Halloween movie. Yeah. And I, I, I remember the time going, who the fuck's Will Patton? Well, he's and been you, in a lot of films. Aye, and you brought up, like, Armageddon as an example. I was like, I still think who the fuck, I don't know who the fuck yeah. that guy is. But now it's like, he got a a choice fucking role in that film. Yeah. I generally think he has the best uh, like 
like one two dialogue like mm-hmm. when they're going through the whole test and it's when the, the black nurse oh, comes aye. out and she like shouts his name and he's like oh Julie I'm just here to drill and she's like so am I <laughs> and he pulls out the fucking what is it um, it's a, some sort of device that most likely was going up his arse yeah and he just kind of looks and then decides to like fucking walk away yes like I still like laugh at that uh, like also when I like when you were a kid and you she's never, got some sass like like when you were a kid you never really picked up on that Aye. But, like, watching it eh, on Sunday, I kind of, like... you seen them running about with the, the little they bags. Aye, we call them bags. And aye. And one goes, ah, it tingles. It's like, I don't know, I feel quite good. And, like, <laughs> it's the big the big guy oh, that... Um, Max. Uh, yes. What? Because the, the only time I see him, I think, like... Uh, jelly bear claw it's just because it's like the donut he eats when he's getting a tattoo for his mum yeah so every time I see him I just think that's his then just fucking jelly bear claw <laughs> Um, but one more thing about Chick also I do like his character and he does really fucking like as you said he's got like the closest relationship with Harry Stamper in it yeah like they're thick as thieves but his home life story is a uh, bit weak in the sense that He's got maybe like an estranged wife. Yeah. He's got a child. But he's not allowed to like, see, them. see them or anything. They don't tell us why. Yeah. Do they? No. No. So we reckon why. But as soon as he's seen going into a fucking spaceship, she's a total glory hound. Ah, uh, she's in it for she's that money. Exactly. That is like yeah. fucking disgusting. Because like, obviously when the wee kid pops out at the house, she's like, oh, that's a salesman. Yep. And it's just been, she's like, oh, look at that. He's on telly, mum. It's like, that's your daddy. He's like, it's a serious one. No, no. Daddy, daddy's got a payday. We're going to go find daddy. Daddy better make it back for space. And there is, like, as soon as they fucking touched in, she's on the fucking uh, runway, just abandons the kids and running at him. It's like, like, oh, no. She's got to rig him dry. He's got to be back on the fucking rig working. Why? Because the missus turned on the fucking money. Nah, because he would, um, she'd be sitting at him watching the kid because he wanted that uh, full weekend's package to fucking oh, see the palace. Exactly. Maybe that, that might give you a clue on why. She might have dropped him, maybe had like a gambling addiction and fucking lost his family that way. Tried to, try, try to bet the kid in a poker game. And just slides him on the tail. Was <laughs> I'm afraid we don't take <laughs> child. <laughs> Is that alright? Okay. What about a wedding ring? <laughs> Because that's it, when he f- shows up there, she gives him some shit about, uh, there's like a court order in or something there. He like, can't <coughs> show aye, up like that. Yeah, aye. Aye. But no, no, as soon as you go off to space, she <laughs> saw some green. As soon as she said that, she was right away at the judge. You need to, like, terminate everything that I fucking said. Aye, no, we're good. And we get back, one half. We're real good. Aye. Because that's it, it's like, that boy's not going to be t- paying for taxes anywhere, is he? Uh, oh, aye, oh, it's disgusting. I just went and seen her fucking running towards him like <laughs> that, uh, that cold bitch, and he's just so fucking happy. That kid's living is like, oh, I get to hug my son. I'm no longer a salesman. I know. Aye, poor chick. Uh, who, who's some of your favourite characters? Um, like like you, I've I've got a soft spot for fucking Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah. and everything that he does. Aye. And like his role with the, like, like what actually is his job title apart from 
just walking about the rig with a fucking like hat on. Aye, aye, aye. Because he, he kind of does just strike me as like an oil driller. Yeah, aye. He doesn't have like the but frame for. When he's like been like tested at like NASA, he's smart as fuck. Aye, he does. He fucking schools him when he's in like the padded <laughs> room, and yeah. he's rattling off all his credentials. But he 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 kind of comes across as almost like a diddler. Yes. So, aye. Um, right enough, they, they mentioned like, the reason he's called Rockhound is because he's a fucking horny bastard. Yeah. Um, every time there's like a government official show up, he's always the first one to say, if it's, a bit, if the, it's anything about, I didn't know her age. She never said anything about me. Um, yeah. And then it's like, it's nothing to do with you. Okay, I, I don't, don't listen to me. I never said a thing. <sighs> and when the FBI approach him in the bar... Yeah, and how old are you? Aye, exactly. I was like, man, you seem to get yourself in a lot of predicaments, especially yeah. when it comes to like that fucking moment where they said Rockhound had to take her, take uh, uh, Grace to get a tam, like, to get her first tampon and all that. Aye. And, like, the way she worded it was that like, he showed her. Aye, and fucking oh, Bruce, Bruce Willis just looking no happy. I was like, I, was like I, I, I took her to the store to buy them. I didn't show her where to fucking put them, and <laughs> more or less was his words. It's yeah. like, yeah, aye. I do love how he gets space crazy, though. Aye. And that's quite funny. Because it's like he's almost embracing that the the job's basically fucking no happening. And aye. It's a like, suicide job. Yeah. I've done it alone at 10 grand. <laughs> that, that's, that's the reason he done that, eh? Exactly. It's 100 grand, 100 grand. 100, aye, aye, 10's not. It's like, he, him... And like, he really wasn't wanting to come back for that trip, was he? No, because he spent a hundred grand on fucking strippers. Eh? Yeah, they went to some place and they were just all just throwing money yeah. at everybody to the point where like that fucking ball pack is like, you're hawking all the action. Uh, it's like here's ten grand. Fuck I know. <laughs> but aye, and it is like that's that one scene where like we're all gonna draw straws and he's tied to the chair. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll stay. It's cool. I've kind of a lot of trouble back home, so leave me up here. <laughs> It's like, that solves all the problems. I know, exactly. Like, it solves his problem. Harry gets to go back. Fucking AJ gets to go back. We don't need to draw straws. No, nobody trusts him with the fucking nook. It's not like he's going to crawl in the hole and start fucking riding it again. As long as he takes the detonator <laughs> with him, it's cool. Uh, but uh, I've, I've got a feeling, though, that, like, if he was the one that drew this like short straw, he probably wouldn't have pushed the button. Aye. Like, I think he would have like maybe got a bit space dimension and like went and done something. I just went and found the machine gun they turned off him <laughs> and just started shooting and, like, shit again. Just like forgot to push the button. Mm-hmm. Um Owen Wilson's uh, he's, underused. He's, yeah, he's underused. He's no got a lot of great like I screen time. Aye, the only because like, his role was made apparently he was like a geologist eh? okay aye I, I never knew what but it would make sense but just like, other than the shots of him like, riding, riding on the horse and the, the only scene to me that really stood out was that great scene where Harry has to tell them the situation about uh. the meteor and the job they're given and everyone's fucking like like it's a load to bear. Yeah. Like fucking bear claws got his head on the table and he's he doesn't care what to think. 
and that's where like Owen Wilson comes up with like we get to be fucking like true blue hero shit like we're actually going to space to save the fucking world of course I have to be in this yeah. like that's a nice wee moment but he doesn't that's it like other than struggling to get his fucking helmet and the wee Star Wars jokes yeah he's he's kind of aye um Michael Clark Duncan I thought he was alright he was good aye aye he was like one of those like you never fucking forget him when he's in a film he always comes across yeah. as this big charismatic cunt like when they were all doing those tests and like getting the, the Aye, and the guy things like, up the, the airs and he jumps at the hospital gown and he's in his wee leopard skin fucking pants <laughs> and he's going yeah yes and slapping his ass like fucking twisting all his muscles see when they were doing the when they were talking to the guys they're talking to like the I said like the surgeon guy or something and they're like it's like fail fail it's like we've found a large amount of ketamine aye do you think that was in him yes aye had it, to have been him exactly yeah. Because he did look like a big crazy bastard. You'd think it'd be him or the big fucking, the big guy that likes oh, fucking Max, jelly donuts. I. Max, aye. Now, there's one con in this that I felt like, didn't he get enough? Didn't he actually get a character? Like, when they're all going around the table, there's like a dude with black hair crying, oh, Noonan. Fred, aye, him. Aye. Because he dies as well. He dies in, is it the Freedom Ship? Aye. No, independence. No, independence, independence. But, like, when he's at the round table, kind of gets, like, one word in. Doesn't he get any backstory of him being... No, they do find him in, like, the montage of collecting all the drillers. No, didn't No. No, you get... The, aye, because they've all kind of got their own secret, like... Aye, you... you checks at you Caesar Palace. everybody and, apart from Noonan. Aye. Everybody. So, I, it's weird, like, I felt like that could have been a guy that just could have been edited out of this film and you wouldn't even notice. Yeah. Like, it gets mentioned, Gracie talks about she learned about the birds and bees for the tattoos on him, yeah. but he's, he doesn't have any real impact on the film at all. It's strange. It's, yeah. It's like, Michael Bay owed some kind of favour and said, right, okay, I'll let you be in, like, the drillers. You'll have, like, five minutes screen time. You'll be the first to die. Yeah. But. Keep I mean, fucking David. Yes. Come on. Keith David, eh? Aye, and let's see, one year after Volcano, and he's went from kind of cop, on the beat cop, to like... Like the president's like right-hand man. Like, aye, like chief of security. Yeah. Like, And he does kind of come across as like almost like a... a he's not a villain, but like he's, like he's also deadly serious with the whole situation. Exactly. And like his like idea and how to stop the like asteroid is obviously fucking... Like, stupid anyway. Aye. But, it's like, you never really see him nah, he, during always... the last half hour of the film, do you? No. I it, think it, like, the last time you see him was when, the, when they're deciding whether to... Take over and detonate. Aye. Because that's it. They're all thinking for the sake of the president and yeah. for, fucking forget about the folk out there. Let's just detonate this thing now and see what happens. Yeah. But, aye. He does, he gets a lot more screen time in this than he did in Volcano. Yeah. But uh, Steve Buscemi. I mean, there's like there's Ben Affleck. I mean, aye, those guys. It's I think they're uh, your mains, eh? Between Ben Affleck, yeah, fucking Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis. Yeah, did they get? There's, I mean, there is key scenes, but 
It's weird. All the people around him were more interesting than them in a way. Yeah. Like sure, Bruce Willis is great in it, but Ben Affleck, he's ah, daddy, can he's just in it for the drama, like. Yeah. And uh, it's just a whole the, this dimension of um, Grace and fucking Bruce Willis's character Harry. Yeah. Although I quite like the whole introduction to like fucking Harry and AJ when he goes up to his fucking room and finds him sleeping with uh, his daughter Grace and all that and yeah. obviously he's chasing him with a shotgun aye aye and like for some reason I reckon if it's just because we've seen films like Deepwater Horizon like you probably shouldn't be firing a shotgun on like a oh you're right aye just something about that mm, didn't he and but, like, I, like I, I I thought like I thought Bruce Willis's like role was wasn't too bad either. Aye. Um, like I I I like the fact that when he was chasing AJ with a shotgun and he was like, he's like, nah, I'm I'm just going to like shoot his foot off. He's like, remember the uh, thing we worked with, like all the like one hand or the and he's like, nah, he wasn't very good though. Was aye, Jack was like, aye, but he was shit. He's <laughs> slow because he had one hand. Was like, yeah. <laughs> it's aye, aye, just take one foot. What's the worst that could happen? But like, I've, I've got a feeling as well that like, like Bruce Willis had a fucking shit ton of golf clubs on the oil rig. Because yes. you've seen it at the start where he's fucking teeing off at the Greenpeace fucking boat. Aye, aye. And then when he finds out about the the fucking whatever bit of machinery like fucked up or something, he's, aye. you see him throwing the club yeah. off the fucking rig. Then the next scene you see him battering on his door when in the club. Aye, aye. So... Whether that's it can't be a continuity error because he definitely launched yeah. his club, so maybe he's just got a bag of them. But aye, he is. He does come across as like a likable character. Yeah. Aye, the point is where he gets pulled into NASA. Aye. And they show him the drill. It's kind of like, well, this is your fucking problem. And it's like you got a bunch of scientists to build this where you you need a fucking driller to do it. Yeah. And he's going on, it's alright. He's taking all the parts. Ah, they're chucking this, chucking <coughs> that, and he's like, well, the transmission's fucked. He's like, of course it is, you've got the system in reverse. And he's fucking schooling all these eggheads. And that's the thing some people, I think, probably find it a bit hard to believe. Like, NASA can't resolve this matter. Yeah. Uh, the government can't figure it out a way. Bunch of drillers, though. They could solve this. Yeah. And... I've read today that people like it in a way that it's because like NASA and the government they've had to go to the blue collar the blue collared working man's man yeah. we need you to save the world because we're too fucking smart and we can't figure it out ourselves yeah. and it's like oh, I guess like if you kind of put on paper in a way that does make that not make sense but that's definitely right yeah that's how it comes across but that's probably why Alcan really likes it yeah because you've got that like I was reading about like a lot of people, like I, I got an audit rating, but I think a lot of people prefer Deep Impact Aye. over this. I, I don't know why. Like mm. I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's because of like Morgan Freeman, but I mean, they think I think it's because of the whole like the Deep Impact thing. It's got a more like relatable or no, it's got a more. Like it's no as fucking like out there, more realistic. Uh, yeah, it's more realistic, like way and how to deal with like the asteroid and all. Aye, that. aye, because that's like the thought of sending drillers up. Like I think that works 
I guess, like in in the realm of believability, it's a, it, it's going to have to fall under the category of an action film where you're going to have to suspend disbelief to accept what's going on. Yeah. Like because it's going to be really entertaining, and like it's it's it is, it's a fucking roller coaster ride. When by the time they've got to fucking space, you yeah. are kind of left on the edge of your seat. The amount of shit that goes wrong, the things that like Aye, and by the time like, they get there. Yeah, well, this is obviously like just standard cliches and like disaster films and stuff. Exactly. There's always not all kinds of make always, it. There's always an obstacle to overcome and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, on my notes, I talk highly about the fucking soundtrack and the score in this yes. film. Yes. Aye. And the guy that done the score is Trevor Rabin. Okay. And he done a lot of like. Michael Bay films. Yep. Um, on IMDb, when I clicked on his name, I believe it was this. And done Deep Gone in Blue 60 Seconds. Done Gone in 60 Seconds. He. I think he done the soundtrack to The Rock as well, which is a fucking even better soundtrack than what this uh, one is. Oh, that's it. When they put that score over a fucking montage in this film, it becomes amazing. Like, yeah. just. He's nailed the, it. I think the score, the best scene of the score is when all shit's been fucking south in China. Aye. Everybody knows what's happening. And then it's been... The oh, pres- it's like the realisation. It's, it's, the... uh, it's when the president does a speech when Aye. they're like, heading off to the launch. Mm-hmm. Aye, they're the all kind of sitting Aye. in the room. They're all gearing up. Aye, like, is he's told... You're right, because he's managed to capture it like, when they're at their fucking lowest. It's kind of got that slow score and the building up like everyone fucking picking themselves up, dusting themselves off yeah. and getting ready to go. And then it's just anything for them fucking pissing about, like when they all get let out for one night. And uh. But it is when they're drilling and they're making the goal and it, it is the fucking highs and lows. Yeah. He manages to fucking nail it. And the score, to me, is actually really fucking good. Yeah. It's like... Before watching this, like we've talked about, Twister had a cracking score. Yeah. Volcano, not so much. Yeah. This is even better than Twister. Like, this guy fucking does yeah. nail it. I've said it about 10 times now, but I would listen to this score on its own. I know, it's on Spotify. Mm. I know, because I would have got it but on my Spotify. But the soundtrack, now I feel, is a bit too much. It's too much Aerosmith. Aye. Because, like, when like, when you're watching it, you were getting there was so many like different Aerosmith songs. There was obviously the one they released to like promote the film mm-hmm. was used like at the end of the film and I think maybe in the middle of the film. But then yeah, during like the like deep underwater like simulation bit, there was um, mm-hmm. ZZ Top's in there as well at some point, isn't it? I th- think so. uh, that might be not for that sequence, but that might be for somewhere else. I think when they're all. Th- Getting it on the lash. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it's a bit weird. It's the whole way they're rounding them all up to come, like coming to NASA. That's a Aerosmith Smith track, and when they're doing the deep water like simulation, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I like like score like fucking really fucking makes the film. Right? Yeah. Um, as well in my notes, I've got like. Like the visual effects in the film. Yes, I right, let's talk about brilliant. it. Mm-hmm. There's some I noticed that the start kind of looked like 
people running in front of a green screen. So like just when all the explosions and fireworks yeah. coming down behind them. But I mean, there's only so much you can do with it at the time. Yeah, sure. I, I think the like the visual effects when they're like heading towards like the asteroid, like the whole like glare. Yes, like around it is like fucking brilliant. Ah, that's it's got this weird fucking gothic where uh, it, it's just this total unsettling feeling around it. Yeah. Where it's like, is it? Just a fucking asteroid. It gives you impressions like a fucking monster. It's like yeah. it just like the thing's alive or something. The way that it has and it has like a real gothic music playing around yeah. it. Whereas like a uh, like choir singing almost. Yeah. Where it's just like this fucking dead unsettling feeling. And of course it's fucking death. It's yeah. a big fucking rock. So like even the the opening scene like the very first opening scene where you get the guy um, narrating about the asteroid that hit. Yes. Like, that killed the dinosaurs. And that. Exactly. But it shows you, like, the explosion on Earth and it mm. shows you, like, the whole way Earth, like, getting covered. Aye, aye. Like, even, like, all the visual effects of that is, like, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Even when they, even when they, like, land on the asteroid when it's got the, the wee mini earthquakes and stuff. Aye. Aye. And... Because that's it, the, what they've landed on, it's, it's so unstable and Aye. every time there's like an earthquake, it's like all the, the fucking, the pressure and it's like gases escaping and yeah. it's, it does, it gives you the impression that what the fuck they're on. It's kind of like almost, it looks almost like they're on like glass, Aye. Like, especially when oh. like towards the end of that, when mm-hmm. they're like, they, like when the wee earthquakes are and it's like. No, sorry, like shards around. and stuff. It's just sort of like smashing about. Aye, I, I reckon how much they researched into like what a fucking meteor looks like yeah. because it, it does come across as quite stylistic in a way because there's so many fucking jagged edges yeah. and they talk about being uh, like iron ironites. Well, so I reckon if it's just that because it does, it does aye, look aye, like because you get that feeling when they start doing the first bit of drilling and they're, they keep saying that it's tuned through their fucking drill heads. Aye, aye, because they, they mentioned that there would be like a soft point from the drilling and of course they landed 20 miles off course or something. Aye. And they described it as like an iron plate, so the radio signals and all was... Aye. Oh shit, creaking that. I'm trying to remember like William Fitchner, whilst he was wanting to get it done, he got a bit Stir, not stir crazy, but I was. I think he was not gonna take like them doing their own thing. They were gonna listen to him, and why? Because I've got the fucking gun. This is why you need to listen to I, me. Like I, like, I generally think that that scene as well is really good with the whole uh, when the when the actual the bomb starts. Ah, and Chick's got the lines like, "Why has the clock on that giant fucking nuclear warhead just started ticking?" Yeah. And they're like. Uh, what like you need to stop the bomb? It's like we can't stop the bomb. You need to fucking stop the bomb. And as soon as he takes his eye, looks at the bomb. Harry hits them with that wrench, and they're uh, all like they're they're all about to fucking kill each other. Yeah, and that's when uh, Rockhound and Max like come back in after left. They're like, aye. So what do we miss? Aye, and they're like fucking strangle each other, holding guns, and like, okay, right. There's another question. Why is the rags got fucking guns? Where is the need for them? Aye, they're not going to fucking shoot the asteroid to pieces. Yeah, they're they're adapted to have drills put in them, so I I don't. Yeah. 
because that was like an overly Michael Bay thing to do to get out of a, a spatial. Let's shoot the fuck at the side of it and drive through. Yeah, I'm sure they could have found their own way. Like, I even have to if, admit as well, like the the whole the whole Star Wars subplot. They used it a well little bit. Yeah, aye. I quite like the whole left thing where um, AJ's like, you ever heard of Evil Knievel? And he's like, oh, I've never saw Star Wars. Aye. Like, I always raise a wee chuckle whenever I see it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I... Out of those action sequences, we'll talk about the end in a minute. The the mushy bits, I'm kind of touched on that. Like, the love interest between Grace and AJ. Try to think, there's, there's a few sequences. Obviously, the, the bit where they're sitting in the hangar and he proposes uh, to her and that's not as bad but for some reason I think all that Liv Tyler does not when she's kicking off screaming about all cunts gonna die she just seems to sit and do these giant blinks in like uh, tough situations when they're talking about oh what do you can, I think AJ's dead oh I think we're gonna have to leave Harry behind and it just cuts the shot of her and she just goes you just like it looks like she's got big owl fucking eyes and they're just big <laughs> shut and like that's all she's gonna do for that scene then. Yeah. But I felt like they'd done it maybe two times, three at the most. I'd, they might have known, but I just felt like she just goes. Do you think the when, direction she was giving was like just shut your eyes slowly? Do you think when she took the job, she was like, "I'll take this job, but I want my dad to fucking write Did the, the soundtrack, to write the soundtrack for it." I. Or or if there was the other way about, like, Aye. Steve says, I'm not doing the fucking soundtrack to the film unless you put Molassi in it. Like, and you have to put a fucking cracker down her pants. <laughs> like, Dad, you're so fucking weird. Stop that. <laughs> but I like, like, the mushy bits, I mean... The, the worst part, the worst one, really, is when... They're singing like, before... Ah, they're singing on before a and it's like... Like, go and just shagger already, right. Jesus Christ. Does fucking Michael Clark Duncan no almost sound English when he's singing that part of that song? Oh, again, I just mind him going, leaving yeah, he on al- a drug plane. He Jesus, almost sounds... bass. He almost sounds English. Aye. Whenever I watch it. Like, while the, the scene becomes a little bit more, like... And then you get fucking Max turning it like a choir. Aye, it's almost like they're fucking, like, Timon and Pumbaa, they're all just adding their always spins on it, and they all start as, like, uh, a barbershop quartet, or just start doing their spin on it, and it becomes more palatable then, but just when they're all on ship and he's sitting, sitting singing her, like, nose to nose with her, it's like, this is mushy as fuck. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, okay, maybe this is, like, all the things you need to get this highly successful film. All the action, right? Yeah. Here's your romance. Like we have something for everyone. This is like the mums and the daughters. This keeps all them happy. That the fucking young guy is such a soppy. Loves his girl so much and all this shit. Whilst to me, what sounds like a bitter thirty-year-old, thirty-two-year-old man, like just get to the fucking action. Let's yeah. let's see what Rockhound's up to. Let's see if he's like crowding around a group of lassies, what's he up to? Let's get this mil- this film going. And it's 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 funny the like that like the whole like, the animosity between Harry and AJ stops the minute they start going up into space. Because Aye. when when they lock AJ into the 
the space station we thought was going to be blown up. Mm-hmm. He's adamant in getting him out of there. Aye. And then same when when he reappears, he's like he's happy as fuck. Aye. And then as soon as when he fucking like manages to hit the mark. Aye. That's a lot of pipe as well, I know. It's like we see the bit where they're They're pulling all the pipes out and it just looks like a fuckload of scaffolding. Aye. I don't understand though, like but that's another thing as well, like for that like height of holes at like eight hundred feet or something they need yep. to drill. Mm-hmm. So like how did they get the pipe all in there? I, I reckon if they're just doing it as they're going, like, because that's it, they just kind of cut, you'd have just imagine they were just drilling straight down. But I guess they just have to drill, stop, Aye. add more pipe, continue drilling, add and more pipe. Another but, thing that Adam had notice about, about the whole, like, probability and realisticness is, obviously the, the nuclear, uh, the warhead got damaged during the final fucking... Aye, like when there's more, whatever, right? exactly. Now, how were they getting the the warhead down the hole? They just had. They must. I'd imagine there's some sort of let like some system that they just tie it and lower it, lower it down. Ah, right. But because obviously, fucking, because you kind of just chuck it down. Because I'm pretty sure if it aye. falls eight hundred feet, it probably wouldn't. When work. it hits the bottom, it's either going to blow up or it's going to be fucked. Yeah. Aye, and. It's the fucking sequence that leads up to the detonation that's done so well. Like, the the drama, the right. fucking score is, like, up to 11. Like, the tension is off the scale. obviously, fucking, what's his name? They're not leaving the rock yet. They're all getting ready to take off. Fucking checks, like, you wait one gap, like, one fucking minute till we find out that this works. Yeah. And Bruce Wells has been knocked over. He's dropped the fucking the detonator, and yeah. then you've got Auckland and the space station saying, "Ah, oh, there's ten seconds on the clock, and we're gonna hit the zero barrier. We're all fucked." And I remember uh, when I like first watched it, and when they were doing the whole like uh, pulling straws, when Ben Affleck pulled that short straw, I was like, "Fucking yes!" <laughs> Fuck you, lover boy. And I was so fucking devastated when uh, Bruce Willis fucking ripped the oxygen out his fucking. Tank. Aye, that was a bit of a lethal way to do it. You could have just slapped him in the balls and shoved him back in the left. <laughs> Aye, no, not chances of having his fucking head soaked to his fucking helmet. I know. Because that could have... I'm just thinking all the times where somebody like gets deoxygenated and then they usually just go... and their head blows up. And then you get the whole soppy phone call with the daughter and all that. Aye, that, like, that's when the fucking signal's perfect on the fucking... The radio that's been getting uh, them so much jip. I know. Knew they could have like a three-hour Skype call, video conference if they wanted. Yeah. And then like we say, we get the whole, like, it's the kind of last chance to like save the world and you get the whole fucking like over-dramatic, like, time is running down, but yet it's taking them forever to push the button. Exactly. And like, like as well, like that's a brilliant visual effect when the fucking rock blows up. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see that hole, the, like, the glow. Aye. And to the point where they could fucking see it from air. Yeah. And everyone's fucking cheering. Because I, I, I reckon if you, like, if you were on, like, if you were where you are on the round and you've, like, seen that, that would fucking blow your mind seeing that. Aye, definitely, because... But then you would maybe be a wee bit worried. Get something maybe. Like, hope, hopefully that is us now safe. And they kind of detail yeah. it, saying that all the parts that splintered off all just burnt up. And the other pieces are going to miss us. When it and it does, it's like that great relief has been done, and they feel like they get back to air from like ten minutes later. 
Ah, because you forget that it's a, a sixty fucking hour trip. Ah, it might not be as much as that because I guess they're on a meteor coming to Earth, so they get there a bit quicker. Ah, yeah. Ah, because it was like almost the, the express ah, yeah, bus cause, back. Yeah, because the because the, the, the newscaster was saying that if the asteroid hit zero barrier, it will take just under four hours to hit. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm Aye. assuming that asteroid is going faster than what the rocket is, or the ship, the shuttle. Aye. So, aye, so yeah, it'll probably take a few hours. But and then you get the whole coming off the ship, mm-hmm. and, and like they're, it's fucking, like, I think like, one of the best like lines in the film is when Chick's like, Ken, I've got a fear of flying, it'd be a shame to die now. <laughs> and like Rockin's like, yeah, that's bad. You fucking need any old fucking hundred grand to a badass loan shot that you spent in a stripper named Molly Mims. Aye. I like it when how she's there waiting for him. I know. And it's like, <laughs> my astronaut. It's like, oh, I want babies. I want lots of babies. <laughs> yeah, but they babies are going to be fucking orphans because you're going to be dead. Yes. And I just kind of finished. It's, it's got a weird finish where it's like, right, uh, AJ and fucking Grace embrace, have a wee kiss. And then it cuts Fades it, and then it cuts the like home videos of like the wedding day. Yeah, right. Why was the fucking loan shark at the wedding? Because he was sitting with a bear and Chip's wife. Mm-hmm. Aye, because that's what you had. The um, Rockhound was there with Molly Mounds. Ah, yeah. And aye, and it was weird because it was like. Let's have a wedding slash funeral because I had all the pictures of all the astronauts that died at the end of the rose. Yeah, like, but I like how they never had the pictures of the pilots for the independence. Aye, fuck them. They weren't invited. What happened but, to Lev? I know, fucking even Nudin got invited. The <laughs> picture of him at the end is like, I forgot you were fucking in this film. Yeah. But, aye, I, I kind of just turned it off at that point because I got late. I was like, yeah. Trivia time? Aye, I'm assuming you've got some trivia as well. Um, I I do have a, a video clip yeah, from we'll, the... I will play that. Um, weirdly enough, Arnold Schwarzenegger was considered for the role of Harry Stamper. Fuck. Yeah, now that would have been a weird one, eh? Aye, he wouldn't even look like a, a working class man at all. Yeah. Like, they, like when you're looking like... Fucking Mr. What was his titles? Mr. Like Mr. Olympia. Aye, ah, yeah. like, he would, at that stage, anyway, he would it's still kind of look. It's just him bench pressing a rig. Ah, exactly. It'd just be like, I know, it'd just be weird. And like, instead of, like, like, in that scene, the commando with him holding the big log of fat, it's just a big fucking That's crater the, that, and an asteroid. I know, that was a nuke on yeah. his shoulder, is it? <laughs> and just fucking lifts up a rock, drops it down, puts it back. Yeah. Um, Filming actually took place at the like the NASA launch station, and they used right real shuttles launching, mm. so it was actually real shuttles, and they were actually on a fucking rig, an oil rig ah, during the for those scenes. Yeah, I guess so. That that's that kind of went into the budget of the film as well. That's why it was quite a pricey film. Oh, I can imagine this film fucking cost. Yeah, as I was saying about a year ago. I, I think if there was like a Blu-ray release that had an audio commentary with Ben Affleck on it and he mentions they describe it as Ben Affleck mocks uh, Armageddon so I've 
got on this wee clip for YouTube, which I'll play for us here. And again, it's all about the probability of sending drillers into space uh. to stop a meteor. And him questioning Michael Bay on whether, like, will Falk actually believe this? I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers. And he told me to shut, shut, shut the fuck up. So that, that was the end of that talk. He was like, you know, Ben, just shut up, okay? You know, this is a real plan, all right? I was like, you mean it's a real plan at NASA to train oil drillers? He was like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> See, here's where we demonstrate that, because Bruce is going to tell the guys that they did a bad job of building the drill tank. He did a piss. See, he's a salt-of-the-earth guy. And the NASA nerdonauts don't, uh, don't understand uh, his salt-of-the-earth ways, his rough-and-tumble ways. Like, somehow they can build rocket ships, but they don't understand, like, what makes a good tranny. <laughs> so, aye. Yeah, he didn't hold back when he was doing his audio commentary. Uh, I think he liked to point, poke out some of the holes in the film. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that actually was on one of the notes, but it wasn't he? Aye, I think that, got, that made some notes. Yeah. Budget and box office? Yes. This film had to have cost... Quarter of a billion, two hundred fifty thousand. Nah, you're getting that wee bit too much credit. Uh, Aye, it's got a budget of one hundred and forty million dollars. Okay, fair enough. Nowadays, he probably wants quarter of a billion, but yeah, I probably back then, um, one hundred forty. Is it reckon it made its money back? Hard off. This film had to be fucking huge. Um, where are we going worldwide? I've got domestic and I've got foreign. Surprisingly. Like, as I've noticed with films, films seem to do better in the foreign market than what they do domestically. Right. Um, I think it would make its budget back domestically, so that has to be 140 more, I would say 150, so 290 million. Domestically. Worldwide. Worldwide. Well, domestically, it took 200 million. Fuck, okay. So it made its money back and some. Yes. Foreign market, it took $352 million, So it broke half a billion. Fucking domestic, hell. Uh, worldwide. Worldwide. Jesus. Okay. And, like, considering, like, you would have classed that as a success considering how much money fucking Titanic took the year before. Right. Aye. Because that, that before Avatar, that was, like, the highest grossing film or something. Yeah. Aye. So I reckon... Armageddon probably would have sat nicely like, underneath James Cameron's big ship. Aye, definitely. Um, now, I'm going to take this time to let you know that you could support Films and Swearing via Amazon. Today we'll look up a one-star Amazon review for Armageddon. I've got a feeling there's a few. Yes, I imagine there will be. Uh, if you ever want to do your shopping on Amazon and support Films and Swearing at the same time, Visit filmsandswearing.com, click on our Amazon link, which is on the right-hand menu, and continue your Amazon shopping as normal. I had a look at the Easter sale today, and I was looking under the children's toys, just trying to see if I could find something for Alex's birthday. For some reason, in amongst the children's toys was a £22 carving knife. Not a child's toy. Oh. Yeah, a fucking carving knife. 
I was hoping you were going to say there was like a wee action figure of like Rockhound and Bear and AJ oh, and all like with like a wee tampon you could click into his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aye. yeah. No, now Armageddon has three hundred and forty-four reviews on Amazon. One star reviews is only six percent, so that is twenty-two reviews. Let's see. Ah, a review from. The 3rd of January 2017 by Mr. Briggs. His title, But I was so bored I downloaded it from Sky. I've dodged watching it for years, but I was so bored I downloaded it from Sky. The film is pitiful. Alright. Oh, a load of tosh. Let's see this one. Right, can't believe this film rates an average 4, or that so many have given the film a 5. I'm sorry to say it must, capital letters, be more of a reflection of the sort of people reviewing the film than the film itself. The premise of the story is an exciting one, brackets, though not particularly novel, close brackets, and the size of the problem is challenging, but the realisation of it all is childish with weak characters, dialogue, and the worst of all pointless bad physics. People can say it's just a story, and guess what? They're right. Why do Hollywood spend so much money on stars and special effects and rarely bother with a good story, excellent dialogue, and in this case, sensible, believable physics? I give it zero if I could. I like Bruce Willis, although his save the world dirty vest routine does wear a bit thin. And then it's just at the end. In Fifth Element, excellent. Alright. I mean, he doesn't save the world in Die Hard. Aye. He just saves a bunch of people in a fucking building. Yeah. So, that's our one-star reviews. Do your shopping on Amazon, but visit filmsandswearing.com first. Next time, on the Films and Swear Movie Podcast, will be the conclusion to our natural disaster season with San Andreas. Yeah. Um. Another way you can support us on the Films and Swear Movie Podcast is... Yeah, with money. ...on Patreon, via PayPal. I'm, I'm still not over this whole Patreon. I'm, I'm used to... I'm used to... Patreon. Patreon, aye, aye. yeah. Um, our address is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash f-a-s podcast. We do have over 20 hours of additional podcast content, everything from extended episodes to exclusive podcasts. I did record a Pacific Rim Uprising podcast that should be going on live. That should be live by the time you're listening to this podcast. All so, about the rim. Yep. And all the all the things are uprising with the rimming. So, yes. Yes. Uh, so, aye. That's it. You can sign up via Facebook and pledge via PayPal. So, it's the total dead easy sign up process. There is lots of content. The more people that sign up and pledge, the more content we will create for it. Other than that, I think it is now time for us to wrap up the show. Let's get our music at an appropriate level that won't deafen everyone at home. That should do it. So, uh, social media, follow us on Films and Swearing. Wait, follow Films and Swearing on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at FAS Podcast. 
Shout out to our Patreon subscribers, Stu, Kenny, Carol, Mags. Uh, shout out to David Loudon for this music. David Loudon, David Lopan. I, I just combined the names of the guy that done our artwork and our music. Thanks to Paul Loudon for the artwork and David Lopan for the music, which is now finished because I fucked it up. Royally fucked it up. And I... I've got five words for you, Mike. Oh, no. Yep, yep. Fuck off and tune in next week. That ain't five words. Yeah, boy! Just like the film. (laughs) You motherfucker. Nick can't ever say it in five words.